Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. In the New Testament book of Hebrews, God gave a beautiful promise. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, when his love changes your heart, um, it has an amazing impact on the way you live and on the way you treat your spouse. I'm John Fuller, joined by Greg and Aaron Smalley. They run our Focus on the Family Marriage Department. And Greg, you've interacted with scriptures like that. I love how you weave scripture into your approach to marriage. What are some uh, significant scriptures for you personally? Well, I, I, I love that one. The, the whole, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That I, I will never leave you means that I'm always there to 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 help. I, I'm I'm always present. In 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 marriage, that's what I want Aaron to experience that 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 I'm present, that that I'm there for you. I, I'm not sure how that's going to look day to day, but but you can count on me. The forsaking part means that I will never quit on you. Mm. So not only do I want to be present and available when you need me, like God is for us. I'm never going to quit on you. I'm I'm with you to the end. And and I think that's exactly what we need within our marriages. I I need to know that that Aaron will always be there. That that she's not going anywhere. That that creates a, a trust, a security it, when I know that she's committed to me for a lifetime. But then even deeper and that's what God is saying that that thus I'm always going to be present. So I, I know Aaron will be there and that she's going to be present. Mm. Well, that's a powerful part of the security that we need to be fully open mm. with each other. Yeah, see, you come alive when you talk about the scriptures. <laughs> I love that. I do love scriptures yeah. like those. Well, Jim Daly and I sat down with Ryan and Selena Frederick. They're the founders of a ministry called Fierce Marriage. And early on in their relationship, uh, Ryan had a heart condition that required open heart surgery to fix, and he made... A really miraculous recovery. Let's go ahead and hear more of their story. Uh, Selena, let me come back to you because uh, I want people to really hear your heart and Ryan, you too, in terms of what you learned. But um, facing death, you typically don't do until later in life. Typically, mm-hmm. I know some young people do face it and and that happens. But what did you really take away from this? What was that one thing that you thought, wow, facing it so early helped me become fill in the blank. Um, grateful, grateful Grateful every day, Mm -hmm. grateful for the moments, the good and the bad and the ugly and all the in between, just knowing that what we have today was not a, for sure. It was not a guarantee. Um, grateful to God to have led us either way, led me either way and be sovereign in, in the outcomes. Let me ask you this, because again, I I so appreciate your honesty in the beginning about the story and how Ryan wasn't carrying his weight. Mm -hmm. Did it, and I mean this in the best of ways, did it help you learn to be less selfish? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It was very convicting. Um, I think it slowed me down in my accusing state, you know, as a, as a young wife, accusing my husband of maybe not doing these things or not engaging the way I want him to. Why isn't he helping me? And, you know, just all of my not realizing there's a deeper issue that I'm 
not seeing that I'm ignoring. And so I think it's it put the brakes on me jumping to those conclusions. Ryan, you wake up, uh, things are moving, you're making a decision now, fierce marriage is where I want to live. And that's where <laughs> I want Selena to be. What does that mean to have a fierce marriage? All the way back a few minutes ago when we started the program. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so the name is Selena's idea. So That's my only claim to fame because you're the marketing guy. So this is my... (laughs) But it came from, I think, this thought that marriage that lasts and is loving and is Christ-honoring takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and never gives in. And that was was kind of our founding, okay, this is what a fierce marriage is and this is what we mean by the word fierce Mm -hmm. and what kind of compelled us into it and to, to have this conviction to share is that we had, at the time, actually, so we... From the time we were two years married, coming back from this trip, and up until nine years married, we were just, I don't know, growing roots. We were figuring out some aspects of our faith, some aspects of our own relationship, no kids at all. And um, we had friends that had gotten married, and some had gotten divorced, and many, and not already. many, but a few, yeah, yeah, in that time that we were already married. And so I thought, what's so different about us? Why are we happy? Why are we still together? And of course, we, we landed on simply it's Jesus. He's the only reason. I don't mean that as a pat answer, but he's the reason that we're, we can have grace toward each other and we can still... And he's the fuel behind he's us the having fuel behind that it, fierce yeah. marriage. Well, let me, and let me dig into the fierce marriage because, yeah. again, you can take that in a lot of different ways. Fierceness can be negative. It can sure. be used as a weapon, yeah. particularly in marriage. You can be a fierce husband right. in all the wrong ways. Yes. Describe more adequately what f- spiritual fierce marriage looks like. What does it mean when you wake up in the morning? What do you do? Yeah, so I think it's summarized in the subtitle of our book, Radically Pursuing Each Other in Light of Christ's Relentless Love. And that's really become kind of the refrain, is that we only love each other because we are loved. And we can only love each other the biblical love because to the extent that we experience the love of Christ in the gospel, right? And so in our book, we talked about like the foundations and how so much of, the, of what your marriage looks like, building it and making a fierce marriage starts with, what is your bedrock? What is your foundation? What is your framework? What is the mm-hmm. fuel? And so we talk about the gospel being the absolute foundation of it, knowing who you are. Um, it, Understanding your beliefs as yes, a couple and yes. how your beliefs really inform your behavior. And yes. so... Namely, believing and knowing who, that you're a sinner in need of grace and you have received it in Christ. And that's a transformative idea. It's No, that yeah. is really good. You, you mentioned in the book the idea of covenant marriage and the importance of it. Uh, we've talked about that more from a, a legal standard of what covenant marriage means. But what, how do you define it in your book? That's well, a big we, question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we deal with it, or we, I guess, define it through the Bible and looking at God's covenantal character with his people. And we sort of contrast it with the contractual, covenantal versus contractual. Right, a non-legal. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. A covenant is more of like a living, breathing. Heart-binding. Yes. Yeah, I like yes, that. Yes, yes. Um, whereas contractual is very dependent on you providing me with things and I provide you with things. And once, if you're not meeting my standards, my needs, all these things that we sort of outlined and committed to, then, you know, we might walk away. Greg, Ryan and Selena were talking about a covenant perspective in the relationship. How does that kind of a filter help us uh, during tough times? One, it's a big deal, this covenant. Yeah, we use that... um, you know, thousands of years later, 
when when God began to establish covenants with his people, I mean, it, it's kind of been watered down, I think, for us. But but I'm telling you, this is a big, 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 big deal to God. You think about the covenant that he created with 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 Abraham, you know, around um, the, the land that he was going to give and the descendants that Abraham would have. I mean, that, that was a big deal. And God doesn't walk away from those. No. His his word is his word. You think about Noah. You know, the, the covenant through a, a rainbow, that there will never be another flood like that. And in, in, within marriage, it's the same thing, that, that this covenant that, that I entered into with Aaron between her, me, and God, that, that's a big deal. Something that, that I want to remember is not taken lightly. And God expects me to, to thus hold my end of the bargain. And, and I think that, that what's sad is in the culture that we live in today, that it's sort of the, a consumeristic mentality yeah. that, that people kind of go, you know, well, I'll stay in this as long as I'm getting my needs met. Yeah, my daughter was just the other day telling me that she knows two couples, two younger couples. One is teetering on the brink of divorce, and the other is getting divorced after just two years. Uh, in the case of the second mm. couple, oh, and I just I was thinking about the covenant. You're breaking the covenant. It's it's a bigger deal than I think a lot of people these days consider it to be. Mm-hmm. And I love what you're saying, Greg, because it is this thing called marriage is is sacred, and in many ways, I I think that our culture. Um, has begun to to numb it down, dumb it down. That it's not valuable. It's you know, it's it's valuable as long as it's it's serving my needs. And recognizing that there are times that the relationship takes precedence over the individual needs. Tim Keller says that in a covenant, the good of the relationship takes precedence over the immediate needs of the individual. Mm. So it's looking at that this thing is sacred. This thing called marriage is sacred. It's a covenant. It's a big deal. And there's times that both of us are focusing on this marriage, this third entity within us. And sometimes that our needs, the individual needs are set aside temporarily. Now, we would never say, you know, stay in the marriage and stay silent. There's going to be times of growth, seasons of growth and seasons of digging in to to bring something better on the other side. And and sometimes that's painful, but knowing that you're committed to this thing that's sacred and that's a covenant will carry you through those difficult times. Mm, and good. I and I think John to make this practical because a covenant that sounds so formal like a, a contract and it's important I mean God says that what what he has brought together so this is the covenant marriage what he has brought together let no man tear apart so that that's how he worded this covenant that we're in I think how Aaron and I have made this practical in our own marriage is that the word divorce doesn't exist and and what that means that that's not an option like the the word itself has been cut out of our marital dictionary, so, so it's not an option. And I've heard you say you don't use it in conversations or as a threat, for instance. We we, we used ne- to when we never. were early married. Yes. Really? In in I mean I I know I did hmm. sort of a, a sarcastic in the midst of of conflict. Well, if you're just that unhappy, then I don't know why you're staying with me. You should just leave, hmm. find someone better. You know, and in. In in that that what that does that 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 creates micro cracking, mm-hmm. so you you think about oftentimes big dams that hold back water, they they fail 
over time because these little tiny micro cracks that form that, that aren't visible to the, the naked eye. You could look at the structure and go, it looks intact, and then it fails years later because all these tiny mm. little micro cracks. Joking about divorce is one of those micro cracks to our marriage dam. And, and I don't want that. I want her to know that this is strong, that it's reinforced concrete, that, that divorce isn't an option. We don't allow our children to joke about it either. And as they're getting older into their teens and 20s, I mean, they're very funny and they think that they're very funny. And there's times where they're like, Mom, why do you stay with him? Look how crazy he is or whatever. And, and th- just the other day, Aaron said, hey, hey, hey whoa, uh-uh. I love your dad. I know he's crazy, but don't, don't joke <laughs> but about not divorce. <laughs> yeah. Don't speak that over our marriage. I mean, mm-hmm. she really said that. Yeah. And, and they get that and they understand mm-hmm. because this is a serious thing. That's good for that us to model that. covenant's a big that. deal. Yeah, that's good for us to model that kind of attitude, a righteous attitude toward the covenant. Well, we want to encourage you in your marriage relationship, and certainly the book Fierce Marriage will help you. It'll propel you along, as we've heard today, uh, and further down the road toward having a stronger relationship. So uh, make a generous donation of any amount to Focus on the Family today, and we'll say thanks by sending a copy of Fierce Marriage to you. And if you haven't uh, yet taken our free marriage assessment, Uh, We're going to link over to that. It takes just a couple of minutes, and it'll help you see areas of growth and accountability and um, success in your relationship. It'll give you and your spouse some common currency as well for talking points uh, about how you're doing. So uh, get the assessment link and uh, learn more about the Frederick's book and donating in the show notes. Well, we'll have Ryan and Selena back with us next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.